You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Flames are 3-0, and there is plenty to break down from the 45-17 win over Old Dominion. The victory marks the 13th straight at Williams Stadium for LU. Plus, this might have been the most impressive thing Malik Willis did on Saturday, and it wasn't on the field. And finally, Joe Yawk almost missed the game. Our color analyst people find out what in the world happened and how we made it before kickoff. Let's get straight to it. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, just a little teaser. I can't wait to hear this story, Joe, about what in the world (laughs) happened on Saturday. I can't believe you almost missed the game. I kept checking in with our producer on the sideline, and I know Matt's just up there sweating bullets because he's like, if I have to do this game with Emily Austin, I don't even think he... Well, I don't think Consider. that was ever. Yeah, I don't know about that. What was the backup plan? I was, I'm uh, kidding. Was there a backup plan? I think Pat Kelly would have come yeah. up from um, the halftime set. I told him to be right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you guys have so much. Yeah. You know, for- you know I hadn't considered that, Emily, though. That well, is good. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Matt. You know, <laughs> you know, I've done a, I don't think, I think Rhett would be the, the first option there. Um, well, I do. I would go for Pat over me, but we've done a game together. You did color basketball, uh, yeah. but I don't okay. think I'm. I I haven't. You know, the thing I'm most concerned about is like the the coloring that you do. The the yeah, lines. No one has I been feel trained. like I wouldn't be able to do that. No one has been oh. other than that certified. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's other than Joe. <laughs> You're actually yeah. pretty good with those lines and I everything. That, yeah. But anyways, okay. So the Flames are perfect on this season. Before we break down some of the action and and great play from Liberty. I want to talk about a little trash talk that went on before the game coming from ODU. It was safety Harold Blackman, and he said this about Malik Willis. He's a good guy once he's out of the pocket, but I don't think he can pass the ball that good. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah, I ended up feeling really bad for Harold (laughs) throughout this process. Harold! You could see, like... I don't think he was the most comfortable guy in that situation in the first place in, in the in the press conference. And boy, you make one statement, and it just goes to show you really do need to be careful what you say because one statement can turn on on you in a hurry. And it certainly did. Every Flames fan, I think, knew Harold Blackman's name That's and true. what he said, and he heard about it uh, on the field, on social media. Uh, he heard about it a lot. I, I feel bad for him. I think in the end, I hope most of it ended up being kind of friendly banter. And in fact, I did see a lot of Liberty people after the game kind of being like, Hey, you know, good luck the rest of the season, you know, had, you know, they were, they had fun with it. It's a good lesson, right? It, they had fun with it in the end. And I hope he can take it that way as well, that it's all just kind of in fun. Uh, it's, it's a football game at the end of the day. It's not, it's not the end of the world. And I like the trash talk, but when you're talking about an elite player, like Malik Willis, I ran into one of the LU coaches before the game and I'm like, Hey, you guys ready? And he goes, we have a little extra motivation. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he was talking about. You know, I just thought of it. I bet the Joker's right behind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the up. whole yeah, feed were, oh, on, on Twitter goodness. was like, yeah. was, you know, on Harold's Twitter and, and all those Jokers and everybody yeah. was talking about how much they were heckling him during the game. Yeah, he, 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 made, he made a little bit of a mistake there that had probably hadn't spent enough time in the film room maybe before yeah. he made that comment. But great lesson learned. 
Rhett, are you a fan of it? Do you like the trash talk? Uh, no, you know, I, I got after people for trash talking on uh, Liberty Twitter last year, and I people didn't like that about me. No, <laughs> people I'm trash talking yeah, for talking yeah, about exactly, trash talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a trash talker. I do feel bad for the kid, too, but he, lesson learned. Right? Yeah. Lesson learned. I'll trash talk for you, right? If you need me. To. Okay, that works. Yeah, I'll step out. So, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis finished the game with 242 yards passing on 21 for 48 with four touchdowns, added two rushing touchdowns, carried the ball nine times for 77 yards. So, exceptional performance from Malik Willis. But one of the most exceptional things that that he um, brought on Saturday was his response to Harold Blackman. Like I always say, like I don't play for him. I play for the glory of God. I play to go out there and use this ability I'm blessed with, and I just try to glorify his name. I'm not really playing for their approval. <laughs> but, I mean, he has his opinion. Everybody's entitled to one. How mature of a response was this post-game? You're coming off a big win. You're emotional, Malik Willis. Someone just doubted you. How mature is this for yeah. him to respond this way? I mean, first and foremost, yeah, it's very mature, but it's very classy. Yeah. Like you always take the there's there's a, nat- a natural reaction and a competitive reaction that you can make to be able to rub it in people's face. Sometimes it's very difficult to step back and make the the classy reaction. And that's exactly what he did. And that's the thing, you know, as, as Malik Willis, these are all the things when you're getting ready to drop, you know, if you're an NFL owner and you're getting ready to drop 60, 70 million dollars on a guy, you want to know more about him than just how he throws and runs the football. You want to know how he handles tough situations, how he handles himself off the field, and all those different things. So to have his words come out correctly and have his to show that his priorities are straight in life is only another positive part of the entire package of Malik Willis. I'll say this. I don't think I could have responded to it in, in such a classy manner at that age. Or this age, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't think I could. Like, I think I, I, I think a lot of us would have been looking for him on the field and doing the whole. Like, I remember Tom Brady doing this a number of years ago when somebody kind of said something about him, where you're on the field, like pointing at him, being like, "Yeah, just got you again." Yeah, yeah what are you gonna say now? It would be easy to do that. Malik though is total class. The humility that he has for as good as he is is it's kind of mind-blowing you know and it makes for maybe sometimes a, not the most exciting uh quotes but it's really it's really impressive the fact that he you know he just doesn't get he's, he's not hiding himself you never know how good he is based off the way he talks about himself mm-hmm. emily is there any chance that we could get malik willis to come to tuesday night pickleball at at, at the jpl because Zero. matt warner's <laughs> No, we Zero. Yeah. Matt Warner's temper at the he he needs somebody there to keep him calm down. You know, it is ironic how when someone isn't as athletic, they have a higher temper, <laughs> but then when somebody's super athletic, they're extra humble. <laughs> he's, he's getting mad at me right now. He's, he's giving getting me, he's so, giving, he's he's giving is, me that look right now. I, it's it's so that Thursday night him. look. I don't get mad. Matt has a little bit of a temper. I'm just going to say that. Um, So it was a pretty savage move. This isn't about me. (laughs) This show's not about you. It was a pretty savage move because Liberty Football official Twitter, you know, talked about the Harold Blackman. He even put it on there. I even love the Russell Westbrook, you know, what? Man, what? Um, And then there's so much other chatter around social media on Malik Willis, you know, somebody saying, Remember, never forget that he was on the Auburn roster. You know, that just can't feel great. But um, just really cool to see how many, how much hype is is surrounding him. You have, you know, people digitally 
putting Texans jerseys and Denver Bronco jerseys on him. So the hype is real on Malik Willis. I think right now for Malik, and we talk about, you know, you ran through the numbers he had and all that he's done. I think right now for me, though, maybe as impressive is what Malik hasn't done. And that is he hasn't turned the ball over in three games. Remember when we were sitting here last year? Yeah. Amazing. He had a fumble problem. Right. You know, he get he get running, ball get a little loose, he put it on the turf. That was an issue, especially early last year. Has not been an issue so far this season. How many passes has he thrown that you've even been like, whoa, boy, got away with one there. That was dangerous. The only thing in the game that worried me was that he held on to it a bit it, too long. That's a it. couple plays, and he yeah. threw one where I was like, oh, and, I had a, and that was the only time though, that season. after he's like, there's a couple that you just got to throw away. Right. And and that's the curse of being a freak athlete. That's true. You think you can make something happen every play, no matter the situation. And there are times where you got to say, At, pull the ripcord, get out of here. Yeah, he'll learn that quick next year. Yeah. What, what was your response? Because I remember you in the broadcast, Joe, yeah. where you want to make something out of every yeah. play. And is that just as simple something that Malik will will learn after watching the film of this one game or do you think he'll that'll take him some time yeah I think I think also you have to understand what's going on inside the kid's head right and he knows he's playing Old Dominion he knows that he's the most superior athlete even yeah. if though he's so humble he doesn't show but in his mind in his own confidence he knows that so he feels as if when he puts himself in those situations like hey I'm going to figure out a way to make that hero play as I refer to it as and sometimes you have to understand that you're not always going to make the hero play and to throw it away. And I think what Hugh Freeze is really going to emphasize with him as the season, as the competition ramps up and the defensive speed starts to increase around him, then you got to realize when you go to Ole Miss, when you play Louisiana, Lafayette, when you uh, got to play Army and some of these other teams, as this comes down the pipe, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to live to play the next play. Yeah. And I think that's he'll 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 get that. Speaking of that, November 6th, can we all take a road trip, please, to Ole Oxford, Miss? Missi please. Because we think about this matchup. We've got a plane ready. One but game yeah, and a time. We just need to go 1-0 one yeah. one next week. Yeah. We're trying to go 1-0. Okay, okay. Red, Red has the mindset of the coaching staff. But yeah. speaking of a plane, um, <laughs> so before we break down more of the game, I have to hear this. Can we not make this his ramblings or whatever at the end? Yeah, you can do it yeah. as ramblings. Yeah. Okay, on, fine. You guys are going to have to just fast forward if you don't want to listen to the next 10 minutes no that or, it, or we could is pretty entertaining it is but let's get well, to a little bit um, more of those highlights from the flames victory over old dominion what stood out to you other than malik willis warner's giving me a couple looks today like he's not happy but i still love him <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> glad your relationship I think, is. I think one thing i was happy to see was the the vertical threat came back cj daniels had a strong game which yeah. the flames really needed as well as Kevin Shaw. Now, my under-the-radar pick that I was a fan of in this game was Johnny Huntley. Yep. Because had a great block on that first touchdown run by Willis. He had another block later in the game. Had a couple targets. I think he had one or maybe two catches in the game. But you see, you start doing the little things right. You get the blocks down. Eventually, you're going to have some success in the air game as well. I like the steps that he took. Yeah, and there was one play. I know we even talked about it where Malik was rolling out to his right. And kind of yes. showed that poise where he didn't panic, whatever, and found Huntley coming across, right. you know, yeah. just kind of coming across the middle there and that easy pickup, yeah. easy throw and catch. But yeah, it's good to see him get involved. For me, one thing I want to know, and, and I want to hear you guys weigh in on this a little bit, is how close are we to seeing TJ Green take over the Ooh. bulk of the carries and kind of be that lead back for Liberty? Uh, right now, he leads all running backs 5.7 yards <laughs> per carry. 
we got to be pretty close, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's is. I know Shedro is maybe the most explosive, but I think TJ Green is the most complete back. Mm-hmm. I think it's about that time where we start seeing him kind of be the lead guy in the backfield. Josh Mack just hasn't quite got it on track so far this season, and he'll still get plenty of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a three-headed monster back there. But now going into Syracuse, I would like to see TJ Green kind of take the lead. Yeah, I think so. I think TJ Green is a guy who stepped up and and will continue to do so. But like I said, in order for a long season, you better have three right. guys ready, and they all got to be you know. And then you go with the hot hand. You get in some of these games. It's interesting to see how it plays itself out. Mm-hmm. You get the hot hand. But I'll say this: what I was most impressed with is you know Liberty played that game without DJ Stubbs. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so and so when you look at the, the one of the the most to build a really good football program, you need competent competition at every position so in practice the players have to know know that if they don't show up in practice there's a guy right behind them ready to take their spot yeah and when you do that you become so much better and when you look at the receiver room for liberty university when you have kevin shaw cj daniels demario douglas noah frith uh, kevin shaw you have so many people that are right there ready to step up that to be able to come with C.J. Daniels, score two touchdowns. Kevin Shaw, score two touchdowns. You know, it's like, man, they have some depth at that position, the competition, and those guys are only getting better each and every week. Yeah, after the game, Hugh Freeze said that throw to Shaw, um, he called it the rifle shot in the corner. That might have been Malik's best throw maybe since we've been here. I think that was when he dropped. He dropped, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah. should have been his third, and, and Shaw was – quite upset about it. I was, he was banging on the yeah. ground. I yeah. was banging there right with him. Yeah. I was like Flames fantasy points. <laughs> we we'll get to that now. Flames fantasy that. update. Yeah. Joe Yogg finally decided to play, um, you know, the Flames fantasy league oh, this I week. Okay? I think. Uh, I don't know. We'll have uh, to wait. I'll let you know. Um, another point I want to bring up about this game, you know, Old Dominion finished the game with 17 points. Hugh Freeze said that 10 of those points were given to them by special teams. Where are we with the level of concern with the Liberty special teams? Uh, I don't know that I'm concerned. Uh, Demario Douglas is exciting, and sometimes exciting and, and means, sometimes terrifying. Right? Sometimes I, exciting I, means terrifying. We, you know, Rhett, you have a bunch of kids. You ever do the thing where you get the bubbles, right? And the oh, bubble yeah. wand, the little, and they're just running around with their head up, chasing the bubbles, yeah, not, just running into stuff. And there's that's kind of the way it feels like with Demario feeling punt sometimes, just head up, just running around. Like, and, and it is, it is exciting. One got away from him, but also the plus side of that is he can take one to the house anytime he yeah, touches the ball. For sure. So I'm not too worried about it. You got a field goal that went through there late in the game and it seemed meaningless at the time, but Joe made a good point on the broadcast. Like this is a good opportunity. Get a little confidence for Alex Barbier. He hadn't made one yet this year. So that was good. Uh, the kickoffs have been better. Aiden Alvis came back into that game after getting drilled and, and leaving for a while. Yeah, he was, was holding on to his shoulder and went back to get an x-ray, and I don't know if it was collarbone or well, he sh- did come shoulder. Back. He did come back. Welcome to the game. Yeah, he uh-huh. did come back. So, uh, all in all, you had a miscue, yes, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not super concerned about it. The, the hard part on the special team saying, I think this is uh, – well, I'm not a huge fan of this. Is like you make such – they had a defensive stop. I think it was like fourth and 20 or whatever. And – there is a lot of roughing the punters, right? Like when yeah. you start going after these punts, like that is a huge risk because one, you can be there for, it's an automatic first down mm-hmm. and it happened, it happened a ton on both sides. Yeah. I saw a lot in college football and then in the NFL yesterday where there was just a lot of roughing the punters. So it's just such a risky move on special teams. when you start going after those punts. 
Um, we got to look at the defense, too. You know, Treshawn Clark played really well, but also Kendy Charles. Uh, coach was saying how he played his heart out. What a great kid he is. He thought he played really, really well. Um, how do you think Scott Simons did with this defensive plan? Yeah, I th- I really, here's what I really liked about Scott. This is what gets part of it gets me fired up, is Scott Simons went in at halftime and told the boys enough is enough. Like, it's time to crank it up. And that's if, mm-hmm. you, if we want to have the type of success – if Liberty University wants to have the type of success in football that they should have this year and the competition that's coming down the road, they're going to have to become a excellent defensive football team. And in that first half, especially as it wore off and it wore on in the second quarter, they started to run. ODU started to run the football. Like they started to get some they started to get some stuff momentum going. They scored right before halftime. They were getting the ball to start the second half. And he came in the locker room, and I guarantee he was fired up at them. And he said, listen, this is a this is a front seven game where we've got to dominate the front seven. we got to shut this thing down right now. And he was able to come back out, and the defense came back on the second half, and they dominated. I mean, absolutely dominated ODU's offensive line. And so I think that it was a huge positive to see those kids step up like that. You mentioned Kendy Charles. Remember, Henry Chibuzi was out. He yeah. had a monster game against Troy. Uh, Darrell Johnson was back, but didn't really have an impact mm-hmm. in the game. The Rev was the Rev is out was yeah. out, but Kendy Charles three sacks. He now has four sacks in the last two weeks. Like I couldn't be more happy for for a player mm-hmm. on this Liberty squad. And we mentioned it on the broadcast. Yeah. This is a kid who, you know, he and his mom were living in Haiti in 2010 when the huge earthquake happened. They come to the states. He started playing football in eighth grade. He said because he just wanted to feel like he fit in. It yeah. seemed like people liked the football players, so he's like, maybe I should play football and I'll make friends here in this country. I'm trying to learn the language, like just trying to connect with people. That's why he played football. It leads to this, and now you see all the success that he's having. Like You just feel good for him and feel good for this Flames defensive line because now you're seeing that depth that we've talked about. Oh, yeah. it's not You're not talking about it anymore like as in potential. You're seeing it play out on yeah. the field. You're seeing a guy step up into a role when they need him, when somebody's out, and he's had a huge impact on this D-line. And, yeah, they took over that game, shut him out in the second half. What was it? Third quarter, ODU had negative one yard. (laughs) They had four possessions, and they did not even get positive yardage. Like, that is complete domination, and that's what you're going to need to see going forward now as these games get tougher and tougher and tougher. And you got the feeling. You got the feeling as they're going into halftime, like, oh, ODU's got a chance. Especially the way – that Elijah Davis was running the football, and they were running in between the tackles. You're like, hey, if they can, if they can grind out some first downs, they had the big tight end that they were hitting, Koontz. Yep. And you know, so it, you had that feeling, and for them to come out, no, 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 enough is it enough. was over, and shut it down. That is exactly what they needed. The last thing I'll say, may, uh, maybe the last thing I don't know, I don't that, know. That, I, that I was <laughs> Im- impressed with about this game was. The Flames going back to that warp speed tempo a little bit offensively. They did it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it had really, I feel like it had been a while since we've seen that from Liberty. And I think that says two things. Number one, Freeze feels like he has a little bit more depth on the defensive side to be able to get away with that from time to time. And, and that goes back to, you know, the defensive line that we saw in Kenny Charles and all those guys. But also, it just reminds you like how dangerous they can yeah. be when they want to put their foot on the gas. Like when they crank up the speed, they are tough to stop, and you get Malik Willis in rhythm. Maybe you get defenses not able to substitute. You get them caught in some bad looks. Like They are really scary when they decide to put the foot to the pedal, and I'll be interested to see against Syracuse this week 
if they go back to that at all or if they kind of back yeah. it off again and play more traditional. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting where Emily's interview with Coach Freeze at halftime when she asked him about that and he made the response, you know, uh, hey, it's we'll like, see. yeah, it's like, I need to take, take yeah, a look. Like, I need to, like, how hard do you want to put your foot on the gas? And so I think, which is good in a way because he's saying there's a lot left in the tank. We're trying to hold some guys back. We're trying to limit. He talked about the defense played too many, way too many plays in the first half. And so they, we got, we, he, what he's realizing is we've, we've got to stay healthy and we need to start preparing for the bulk of the season, which mm -hmm. is coming up down the road here. And so, but to not, to know that, Hey, I've got plenty more out there to put some foot on the gas of this thing. Uh, but it's a matter of how I want to manage that. That bodes well for Liberty offense. And like you said, Matt, so you just got a, you got a little dose of it. Right. You know, and but, you can't live like that yeah, all the time. Right. But to know it's there in your back pocket. Right. And for defenses to know yeah. they might see that at any point. Yeah. Like that's a good place to You do. have to spend a lot of time practicing for that right. as a defense if you know it's there. This is a short week for the Flames. They'll be at Syracuse on Friday, 8 p.m. kick. Um before we get to that, okay, so the attendance of this game was uh, over eighteen thousand. Yeah, were could you could you feel the difference? I mean, an extra three thousand people than game one. Better. I mean, yeah, we're kind of yeah, we're like inside two layers of glass, so it's hard for us to get a real feel for it. But from from reaction from people there, uh, they said they could feel a difference. Yeah. Like it felt different. The student section even felt bigger. Um, people in the stadium that I talked to were like, "Oh yeah, you could feel." maybe more energy in this game than in the opener. You know that, Emily. What did it feel like? No, I, I'm just saying from, you know, you had your Yacht Talk message to yeah. the Flames, or really the the city of Lynchburg. And, you know, I, I thought that there was, like, more um, – it felt it felt more intense or, like, a um, home, home court advantage or home field advantage, if you want to say that. Um, the students came out great in the first game. And I did like how a lot of people stayed through the game, even though it was a blowout, at, yeah. you know, in the second half. So, um, yeah, it, it felt it felt good. I mean, I still think that there could be more, you know, when we're talking about a guy like Malik Willis. But at the end of the day, I, I think that there are big games that go on sure, during this right. same time. So you have to take that into consideration. What do you think it was like for Auburn and passing, watching that Auburn-Penn State game going the man. wide out? So I don't know. I'm thinking yeah. to myself, oh, if I was Auburn. Yeah. I'd like to have Malik Willis at quarterback. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got to hear the story of oh, Joe Yock boy. trying to get to the game. Why he oh, wasn't boy. here. Um, did this affect the pregame show? It did. It did. We, got, we got cut yeah. out of the pregame. Yeah. Got cut sorry, out of the pregame show. Okay. So that's when I actually get an opportunity to be on there. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, what what happened? Well, I got put in a little bit of a precarious situation. Can you define that? Pickle. A little yeah, pickle. Put in a pickle. <laughs> yeah, a pickle. Pickle. And uh, and so I had to be up in Northern Virginia mm -hmm. on Saturday, okay, for for a for a business meeting, and and so the, I was thinking to myself, and this thing and this thing was going down, so I had to be there. I didn't have I didn't have an option. So I was like, how am I going to get back? Because I knew it yeah. wouldn't be over until about three o'clock. And I'm like, six o'clock huh. kick, six o'clock kick, six but I'm going to be up. Yeah, in, and that's like a three hour. I'm going to be up in, can't book well, it. I'm going to pass out. I'm up in Potomac, Maryland, <laughs> basically. Okay. Oh yes. And so anyways, I have a, I, I've got a guy. Okay. And I got a guy. You want to give him a plug? Yeah. The guy got a guy. Uh, yeah. My boy, Ed Harvey. Okay. So Ed Harvey, uh, has a guy that flies airplanes, has an airplane. So I'm like, Ed, is it possible that you could pick me up in at Dulles airport? in the plane 
and get me back to, to Lynchburg before six o'clock. Right. <laughs> and I don't care if I come in hot at five fifty five. We just hand me yeah. the mic and, and it's yeah. and we'll we're we're let's roll. And he's like, Yeah, I'm looking at the timing of this whole thing, landing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Yeah, I think I think we can do this. I'm like, well, then let's do it. So after I finish up and, uh, and, uh, and for full disclosure here, I was on the golf course for this thing. Right. This is an 18 holer and it was hot. Yeah. So after it's over, we're shaking hands. As I like to say, we're shaking babies and kissing hands. Yeah. And, uh, you get that joke. Yeah. yeah That's a it. joke. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Emily. And, uh, so we're shaking babies, I'm kissing out. hands. And I'm like, all right, I get in the shower. So I get in the shower, but you're still in the hot sweats. Right. <laughs> you get in the you shower sweat. sweating. Yeah. So I come out sweating my buddy, uh, my buddy Jimmy Kemp. Okay. He's, he's uh, his name dropping all over. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. the point here. Yeah. Joel. Point. So, yeah. so my buddy Jimmy Kemp. Is I'm, re- real. I'm regretting it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This is a good story. Your Yacht Talk is a minute, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, can, you can cut me out of Yacht Talk. Uh, so we drive to the airport, get there, right? Full sweat. We get on the runway. <laughs> Put everybody, put everybody in. Everybody, so I get all my yeah. gear, throw it in, throw it in this little single engine airplane, right? Don't forget my game notes. Yeah, yeah, I got my game notes with me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say, so they, they're like, all right, let's do this, right? And it's like we're pushing time right now. It's like four o'clock. It's pushing on four o'clock. Well, it's, yeah, and so they're like, let's do this. We got clearance from the runway. Fired up, so the guy goes to fire the plane up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My like, car, it sounds I'm, like my car. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> is this standard for an airplane? <laughs> and uh, like, it just takes a little bit of time to get that prop going. And yeah, yeah. Joe's and like, it, do I need to go out there and like, like push it? Like, yeah, you, like, you, you, you need to like, give pull me the, the prop. Old, get yeah, it the old Indiana yeah, Jones right. fired up, right? Oh and so, and so, anyways, it's well, but they shut the door and. There's no air conditioning in it either. I mean, it's 100 degrees. Joe oh sends me a picture goodness. at this point, and he's I just, saw like, that. dripping. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm dripping. Oh. It was a beauty. All I texted him was, I'm like, Kirk Herbstreet doesn't look like this on his flight. <laughs> he did. It's yeah. true. So they're like, battery's dead. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay, so now, oh, so they bring over this guy's pickup truck. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a pickup truck. And you take this long battery cable, and they have to just good old fashioned jump. It's an airplane jump. Yeah. And so I've got what? These, 100%. So I've got these headphones on, right? Because I get to wear the headphones like the pilot and co pilot wear and talk to them the whole time. And so they're getting ready to, to, to jump this thing. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, we're jumping the plane with a car. With the car. And then, do we need the battery during the flight? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I asked, I asked the pilot that question. I said, "Well, once this thing gets going, is the battery have any use yeah. to keep things going at all during this flight?" He's like, no, 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 no. We're good. Yeah, once yeah, we jump, yeah. once we jump, we're up and going. So, the first jump didn't work, and now it's like four oh five, like a little after four, and I'm like, "Dang, this is tight." And then finally. She fired up, right? Oh, and uh, we took her down the runway. We got that bad boy up in the air, climbed to 10,500 feet. I'm talking to the air traffic control. I mean, we got <laughs> my, <God. laughs> my, my whiskey Roger, whiskey Roger, 10-5, 10 whiskey Roger. And uh, we climbed that bad boy up there. I'm looking at my watch, going over some game notes. We're talking to the, to the crowd, uh, talking to the people down in uh, air traffic control. We're having a good time. And Sweat fine, it cools off at 10,500 feet. It cools off a yeah, lot. Yeah, <laughs> much cooler. Sweat's under control now, right? 
And then oh, there's there's a lot of side stories I'm not going to get into. But my wife yeah. picked me up at the airport. I thought I'd arrive at the airport. That didn't work. Out. I was thinking you were just going to parachute right in. Yeah, I could have dropped it with a game ball. Yeah, yeah game ball. Take it straight to the booth. And uh, <laughs> and then Warner got me fixed up, and Bird got me fixed up with uh, with a ride from on the golf cart back to the stadium. So wife picked me up, put all the gear on, boom, cinched up the tie. Go time. And next thing you know, it's. Uh, Matt Warner introducing the game and here and we were off and rolling. Beautiful. That was what? Beautiful. That's great. Yeah. That would give me and it so was much about anxiety. Five. What time again? About five twenty. Five thirty. Yeah, five thirty. That's right. About five thirty. But have plenty of time to spare. Yeah. 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 Plenty of time. To you spare. just missed half the pregame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, glad you guys stuck around to hear that. That was exciting <laughs> stuff. Let's, let's not do that again, though. No. Yeah, no that's I, the only time. That is yeah. four years we've been doing that. So that's the only time that's ever yeah. come close. Yeah. That's a little too much anxiety for me um, never had a doubt never had a doubt okay <laughs> let's get on to Rhett's rambling yeah I'm just gonna give you an update on what went around Liberty's campus uh women's soccer stays undefeated in their past five games taking on UNC Greensboro defeating them two to nothing so they have been on a roll this is a team that uh, continues to produce results and I think they got a spark from last year's ASUN Championship, they continue into the season. Liberty Hockey got going as well. Beat IUP opening night 9 nothing. Just wow. demolished those poor kids. And then uh, night two, they played NC State. Bit of a wake-up call. They got away from what made them successful night one. NC State still won the game 8-4, to four, but they didn't play as well. That's a lot of pucks in the net, eh? Boys getting hard. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Boys really hate working slappers. Good pucks in the net, eh? <laughs> Clappers. <laughs> Slappers. Clappers. That was it called clappers. He, he, that's the, that's, we can that's the more modern yeah. day. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Get up with it. Yeah. Um Matt's minute. Okay, so a couple quick things. Thanks for the updates, uh, Brad. I'll, I'll give your qu- our quick scout real fast on, on Syracuse in a second. But one little interesting stat I looked up this morning <laughs> that I want to touch on. In the Malik Willis Hugh Freeze era, when those two have been together, Liberty has scored a touchdown on nine of its first thirteen. Opening drives yeah. in a game. No, he's that, freezes. No field that, goals in that period. time. Yeah, like not a oh. single one. Nine because they were missed, or because no, they, they didn't, didn't take because any. they score. Okay, they didn't even take any, including it now four straight games dating back to the bowl game last year, in which Liberty has a touchdown on its opening drive. That's wow. really impressive, both from Hugh Freeze in terms of you know planning and scheming and scripting kind of what that first drive looks like, and then Malik being able to execute it. You're talking about you're getting out to either a lead or in some cases an answer, like answering yeah. a touchdown, like. Nine of 13 times. That's, that's really, really that's impressive. impressive. So just a little bonus stat for you. All right, quick scout. On- Wait, before you get to that, yeah. another thing I heard about what uh, Hugh Freeze is so great at is covering the spread. He is the best at <laughs> it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. Like, out of any D1 coach, I think he has, like, a 70 or 80% like chance that he's going to cover the spread. Yeah, you should ask him how aware he is. Of this. <laughs> I don't oh my think goodness. he cares. I don't think he cares. Coach Ronnie, yeah. when he went on about, when they it's asked important. him in his preseason or pregame presser yeah. about the line, he was, like, gambling. I would no. I would never do that. Like he took it. Like they're like, no, no, no. Didn't ask if you were. Yeah, Yeah, it was so. You're waging on your own game tonight. But he went off for like five minutes on it. It Yeah, I got the flames to cover tonight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay, like I said, did you want to? I I was gonna say going back to what Matt just spoke about the opening drive Mm -hmm. score for LU. Do you remember when he had buckshot that first year? I think the first. Six games of the season. Uh, they were rolling. He scored on the opening drive. Um, so real quick, give Matt, give your give your breakdown of Syracuse because we know you got to run because you're just a, such a special guy around camp. Real fast, they run the ball well. Sean Tucker's their lead back. He had five touchdowns last week. They're two and one. They've only given up six sacks this season. 
They gave up 13 in their first three games last year. So that will be, uh, can Liberty get to the quarterback? Liberty opened as a seven-point favorite. So right. that is something to consider. And uh, can I give real fast our yep. uh, our Flames oh, Fantasy yeah, scoreboard? Yeah. Uh, all I can say is I'm continuing to crush. I, I have I, 110 total points. Joe had four and a half points here in week three. Four he and is a half dead point. last place. Well, it does help. Wow. I have nobody playing. I, okay, all my guys, well, I have don't play. Well, no, Noah Frith is playing. I don't know. DJ what you're Stubbs talking. isn't playing. Okay, well uh, oh, then you well. should. Christian Zachary didn't play for me. No, yeah, change the rules. Yeah, Javion Lofton didn't play for me. Okay, well change the rules. <laughs> Your mom goes okay. to college. Um, so <laughs> Matt has to run because he's just such a businessman. Maybe he'll catch one of Joe's flights. But I um ran into AGG oh, Antonio yeah, yeah. Gandy Golden on the sidelines of the game, and it was just fun to chat with him because I was like agg imagine being on the team this year and no like no disrespect to buckshot but imagine agg and malik willis on the same team yeah they'd, they'd be good yeah, yeah that be i'm much more excited about that are you yeah but you know like, what you think and, about and, it but, because well i'll tell you what i will never take any away from buckshot like because he he got him the ball a lot and he had an arm like malik's malik it can pass the ball, obviously, but Malik brings so much more dynamics to the game that I almost think in a way AGG would do better with Buckshot because with Buckshot, yeah. he was the guy and That's the guy point. only. That is a good point. And with Malik, it's going to be like, hey, that was awesome, Malik, but why didn't you throw me that <laughs> back to hey. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier, short week for the Flames heading to Syracuse. Uh, last time they went up to New York, they got the win. There was some injuries on the Orange, but what are your expectations for LU, and how realistic is it for them to go 4-0 on Friday? Well, I do know this, back to your gambling point, Emily, um, and line point, is that whenever a college football team is a seven-point or more favorite, they have historically they have over an eighty percent chance of winning the football game. Wow! According That's to the crazy. odds, yeah. So at, when when Matt just said that Liberty comes in as a seven point favorite, that means you know the boys in Vegas know they know what they're doing and mm -hmm. they feel confident Liberty Liberty's going to win the football game. Dino wow. Babers though is a good coach. Like Dino Babers is a really good. Yeah, coach. I, I, I I was worried coming into Week Four until this past week. I think the O line made steps in the right direction for me. I felt more comfortable with. I think you're going to see more of a dose of TJ Green, which Matt was alluding to. But the real worry for me was the passing game, and then that was better. I think Syracuse yeah. is going to circle this. I think from last year, Syracuse has oh, sure. circled this game, you know, for Dino Babers that like this is a game that if we want to get back on track, like we got off track. Liberty got them off track last year, mm -hmm. and they weren't able to get back on track. This is a game this year that. Syracuse's circle in order to feel as if like this could be the game that helps their season get back on track. Yeah, and you remember after Liberty won that game last year, they're in the locker room jamming as loud yeah. as possible to that New York. Yeah, I'd be playing Alicia that over Keys, and over. Right? Was that Alicia Keys? I don't know, but you know, little little. Uh... Frank Sinatra is a lot better, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bublé. But Michael Bublé, I love that. I love getting in these emotions oh, yeah. on the Flame Central podcast. Oh, so, do we want to do bold predictions for this Syracuse game? We're we're missing Matt, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we bold can do predict that for it sure. Go ahead. You want is Malik going to go off in this game? Malik, no, I'm not, I'm gonna. I don't think he's. I think he's going to be tidy. I don't think he's going to go off like he did last game. But I think he's going to have a tidy stat line. I think where Malik is going to go off. I think what Syracuse is going to do is you got to pick your poison. And last year, 
Liberty ran the ball down their throats. Shedra Lewis went off, and mm. they they rushed for a ton of yards. And I think what what uh, Syracuse can do is they say, listen, if you're going to beat us, you're not going to beat us running the football. And they're going to load it up and try to stop the run. And I think Malik Willis thinks that's going to play out in Liberty's favor because Malik Willis can throw the ball. <laughs> Sorry. I repeat. Sorry, I had to bring Malik that back Malik Willis up. can yeah. throw the ball. And I think, I think Malik Willis is going to go off his passing numbers. Emily, you said something earlier that caught me off guard. Malik Willis, was, he threw the ball 48 times? No. You said 21 for 48. No, I did. I, I think you may have, but maybe. Oh, I'm wrong. can we what fix that? Because what it's 20. It? Let me go back to 28. The... Here, well, she looks. I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say that Liberty wins this one. Twenty seven to 17. Twenty seven, 17. Yeah. How many times did he throw it last game? I'm looking. I'm looking. So let's, if we could, because I, yeah, if he was 21 for 28, did 28. I say 48? I, th- I thought you may have not. You may, man, I just, may, oh, wow. I, I may have heard it the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. 21 uh, but for yeah, 28. so 21, 28, I think you're right. I think, I think if they can be that efficient, if they can be that efficient, then, and he throws, I'm my bold prediction is Malik Wells throws for over 300 yards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He throws over 300 yards and the flames, uh, win this game 31 to 24. All right. Awesome. Well, I I think Matt has our bold predictions from last week. So next week we will recap all of these bold predictions and give you more Malik Willis and Liberty Flames talk as they look to go 4-0 against Syracuse. Are you going to the game? Or are you going to be flying there on your private jet? No, I won't be making this okay. one. I'm going to hunker down. At the, at all right. The if you yacht, change your mind, I'll compound. give you a jump. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> For Rhett, Matt, and Joe, we'll see you right back here next week. I'm Emily. See ya.